Welcome to Dominion Today with Kevin and Chantel Davis, a podcast where you will learn how to discover your calling, live your purpose, and fulfill your destiny. By listening to these episodes, you'll build the confidence you need to operate in dominion and authority so you can walk in the revelation of the victory that belongs to you in Christ Jesus. Now, here's your host, Kevin Davis. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be together tonight in one place, in one accord. And Father, we thank you that we can look forward with such expectation of what it is that you are doing and what it is that you are still going to do in and through every single one of our lives. And Lord, we dedicate this evening to you. We pray that you would come in a mighty, mighty way. Lord, I pray that even this evening that you would touch every single heart, that every single person, and especially those who are watching, who do not have the opportunity to be here with us physically. Lord, I pray that every single person would testify to your nearness, would testify to your closeness, that we would not only just see you and experience you from a distance, but that we would come so close tonight to hear your heartbeat, and that our heart would actually sink up and beat as one. And so, Lord, I pray that this evening that Jesus Christ would be made manifest. And Father, we thank you for all that you've done, for all that you are doing now, but also for all that is yet to come. We decree and declare by faith that we are indeed living in the overflow, that every single area of our lives will be marked by the overflow. I pray that the river of God would flow and that every single area of our lives will overflow of your goodness, of your grace, and your favor in Jesus' name. And if you are of those who say, I receive it, that is my portion. I am walking, and I am experiencing the overflow of God. Come on, give Him praise and shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can have your seat for a moment. Thank you so much. Vian, just stick with me. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to just share on something before we get into a time of worship. But I want us to know or just be reminded of this because I'm sure that all of us already know this. Is that when it comes to the time of us bringing our offering, when it comes to the time for us to bring our tithes, when it comes down to the fact that we have this opportunity to sow seed, that in essence, it is a time of worship. That that which we give and even the means which we give, that it is an act of sacrifice. It is an act of worship. And what I really want to deal with tonight is this from the Word of the Lord. And if you have your Bibles with you, I'd love for you to just open it up as we go to the book of Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14 and verse 3 It says, and while he, this is Jesus, was in Bethany, a guest in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of ointment or perfume of pure nard, very costly and precious. And she broke the jar and poured the perfume over his head. But there was some who were moved with indignation and said to themselves, to what purpose was the ointment, the perfume, thus wasted? 
Now, I want us to just pause there for a little second. And I want us to understand that the person actually behind this murmuring was none other than Judas Iscariot, was none other than the betrayer. Because he is arguing among the disciples, why the waste? And the one thing we need to understand is when it comes to a spirit of religion, religiosity cannot understand that we as God's people can be moved to the extent of not just giving of ourselves in terms of a little something, but giving every single thing that we have or giving something that basically is all that we have in a single item. And so religion might ask, why the waste? There would be those, even in our midst, who would ask, why the waste? Why would we go and give something that is of such great value? Why would we go to the extent? How is it possible for someone to be moved to give something of themselves that truly costs them everything? That's the question. For it was possible to have sold this perfume for more than 300 denarii, a laboring man's wages for a year. So think about this. This is the average salary for a working man for the entire year. That is how much this perfume was worth. It was worth a man's wage for a whole year. And this is why they could not understand that this costly perfume, such concentrated perfume, Something that you would only need like half a drop at a time. Here she comes and she breaks open the alabaster jar and pours it over Jesus. Why the waste? Why pour out the full content of this jar when a drop was enough? When half a drop could have even have been enough? But Jesus said, let her alone. Why are you troubling her? She has done a good and beautiful thing to me, praiseworthy and noble. You see, when it comes to our giving, when it comes to us being moved by faith to give, when it gets to the point where we say, Lord, everything we have, all we have, all I am belongs to you. And I am willing to empty myself of myself. I am willing to pour out not just a drop, certainly not half a drop, but I am willing to empty myself in totality if that is what it takes. And as much as religion says, why the waste? Jesus says, it's praiseworthy and noble. For you will always have the poor with you. And whenever you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She came beforehand to anoint my body for the burial. And surely I tell you, wherever the good news, the gospel is proclaimed in the entire world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. And once more, this word is fulfilled, in essence, in your hearing yet again. Because here we are still preaching the gospel. 2,000 years later from the southern part of Africa where this woman's deed 
is once again spoken of just as Jesus said it would be. But now look at the next verse. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve apostles, went off to the chief priests in order to betray and hand him over to them. The same man that just moments ago incited a murmuring among the disciples. Why only, you know, why the waste? What would motivate this woman to do this? And the Bible says in another, in another gospel, not that he considered the poor. Because the religion's mind wants to always say, well, how many poor people could we have fed? How many poor people could we have clothed? How much good could we have done for the poor? But then the Bible says, not that he ever cared for the poor. Because he was constantly the one who had his hand in Jesus' treasury. And he used to help himself. In other words, he used to steal from Jesus' ministry. Think about that. And that is why he was saying, what a waste. Because he was thinking, hey, I could have sold that. Or he would have thought to himself, you know, I could just skim a little from the top. And he could have sold maybe a quarter of it for, a, for basically an entire term's wages. And so that's what it was about. It was money. It was greed. It was holding on. And it was about self-preservation. But the act of this woman, and let me just explain to you the context. The Gospel of Luke also gives us the story of this account. And what is in about this and I know the setting is different and people say well this is another story and it's this and it's that and whatever else you know might be the case but nonetheless this is a woman who has a reputation this is a woman in essence who has made a living by selling her body and this perfume is something that she would have used to mask the scent of the men that she had just been with so that she could service the next man without the next man still in essence having the scent of the previous man I don't want to put it into too much detail but you get the picture and in essence in her coming to Jesus and taking that something that was synonymous with a life in the world something that was costly in essence it was something that she used for her business it was something she used for self-preservation it was something she used in order to sustain herself and so by her emptying this jar she was not just emptying the jar and pouring out something costly upon Jesus she was actually saying I'm done with the way of the world. I'm done with my old life. I have met the one who my soul loves. I have met the one who does not offer that which the men of this world have to offer. I have met the one whom my soul loves. 
And that is why she was moved. Where previously she would have used only a drop to cover the scent of the other men. But it could not suffice when it comes to Jesus. When it comes to Jesus, we should be able to be moved to the extent of Jesus. All that I have is yours. I do not consider what I have to belong to me. That I will not be selfish in that which I have. Because Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you have turned my life upside down. You have given me everything that I need. Everything and so much more. And this is why we understand that we will never be able to outgive Him. Because none of us ever went to the cross. None of us have to go to the cross. None of us have to die the way that Jesus died because the price has been paid once and for all and the price was paid in full. And this is why when it comes to the time of our giving, when it comes to the time of us even, many of us and the majority of the working class coming to the end of the month in honoring the Lord with our tithe and being faithful with the tithe, then it is not a time for us to hold on to that which we have because of self-preservation. Then we do not get caught up with the religious talk of why the waste. Surely those few hundreds of rands or few thousands of rands or tens of thousands of rands could have been used for this or it could have been used for that. It could have been invested in this, it could have been invested in that. But let me tell you, there is no greater investment than one can ever make than to invest in the kingdom of God. There is no greater return on investment than investing in souls. There is no greater investment any of us can ever make. And there's no greater ROI than investing in souls and the advancing of the kingdom of God. And that is what we have an opportunity to do and be partakers of again tonight. And so I never ever want us to ever see these offering bowls as just, well, We've come to this time of the service, this time of the month, or whatever the case may be. We know what is expected. We know what happens during this time. Where we just sort of fill in what needs to be filled in. We do what needs to be done. We put in what needs to be put in and we come. And this is why it really has to do with us sowing by faith. As much as we can have a debit order, as much as we can have something, and I know there's multiple ways for people to give, even online for people who have partnered with us on a monthly basis. And I know it's by means of a debit order, but it doesn't have to mean that that which goes off on a monthly basis is all there ever is or all that is ever going to be required. Because there comes moments in time, like even tonight, and those who are watching and those who are listening. And every single one of us here, the question is, is are we able to give our all? That if it comes down to us giving of ourselves, giving all that we have is that that money still has us or is it that we can truly say we have money money is not my, my master I am a master over my money and I can put it to good use by sowing into the kingdom of God by investing in souls and so if that is you tonight whether by means of physical cash or doing so online EFT going to the website dominion.org.za forward slash give. We do what we do, not out of compulsion, not because any one of you are forced. Because Jesus loves a cheerful giver. He loves a woman, the woman we just read about, whose heart was in her giving. So much so that he said that this gospel, as it goes around the world, will be preached and the act of this woman will be mentioned. 
And so, tonight, and I want to rather say from tonight, because it's not just about an act right here and right now, but I want to say from tonight, is that whenever we approach this time of giving, and even when no one is even teaching on tithes or offerings, that as the Lord does something in your life, as increase comes, that the first thought should be, and the first action would be, I need to bring my tithe. I need to sow. I need to put seed in the ground. Hey, I've just reaped my harvest. But you know what? I understand the principle of seed time and harvest. And as much as I've just had this great, bountiful harvest, I need to put seed into the ground for the next harvest and the next harvest and the next harvest. Until you get to the place where, we, where you enjoy perpetual harvest. That means a harvest without end. And that's the place that God wants us to get to because that is what it means to live in the overflow, as we say. Perpetual harvest. Perpetual supply. Where God supplies all your need according to His riches and glory. And so if you just take your envelope into your hand, you can fill it in. For those of you online, as I said, you can go to dominion.org.za forward slash give. There's multiple ways for you to give online. Even if you have nothing, you can even just tick pledge at the top of your envelope and say, Lord, I'm trusting you tonight that you will supply seed to the sower. And so as we hold this offering envelope into our hand, I want you to know that this becomes your summons. You know what a summons is? <laughs> if you don't know, I pray you never find out from that perspective. Typically, the sheriff would put it into your hand, the summons, and say, you've just been summoned. It's an order to... And the Greek word for call is kaleo, to call forth, to speak, to call forth, forth those things that are not as though they are. In essence, this is your point of contact. This is why it's so powerful to fill this in. Even when there's no cash in there, it's you making the transaction even behind the scenes. But filling this in as a point of contact because this becomes your summons. You call forth those things that are not as though they are. This is why you can even use the back. Write down whatever it is that you believe in God for. We pray over these envelopes. We pray with you. We stand with you in faith. You say, what good does that do? Well, there is power in unity first and foremost. Number two, there's power in partnership. And also we need to understand that there is power in agreement. That when you agree with someone, all it takes is for one person to agree with you. You might say tonight, Pastor Kevin, I just need you to agree with me. Even those who are watching, you might say, there's things that you're trusting God for in your business. There's things that you're trusting God for in your family, for your children or your children's children. And you say, Pastor Kevin, I just want you. I just need you tonight to agree with me. We'll agree with you. Because when we agree, Jesus said, everything will become possible to you. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus... I thank you for this opportunity tonight to sow seed, good seed, into fertile, good soil. That it will produce a good, plentiful, bountiful harvest in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you supply all our need according to your riches in glory. And so, Lord, I pray that every single need that there might be, every desire of people's hearts, that tonight is the night that it is met in Jesus' name. We will not wait for the 31st of October. We will not wait.
midst of November. We will not wait for the 31st of December or the 1st of January. We will not wait for the new year to arrive. We decree and declare that even right now, as we call forth those things that are not as though they are, we speak to it and we say to it, come forth now in Jesus' name. We say, let that which is yet in our future be brought into the now, as now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. We receive it with thanksgiving as we sow and give cheerfully and with anticipation and expectation of that which you are going to do. Father, I thank you for business people that are watching that are even here right now, that's believing you to go to that next level. Father, I thank you for divine orchestrated contracts, tenders. In the name of Jesus, I pray for the right clients, the good clients, the paying clients to come for the drought to be over in Jesus' name. Let clients come. Let increase come. Let multiplication come. Let expansion come. As we desire to advance your kingdom in a way that we have not ever done before, but we have desired. Grant to us the desire of our hearts, Lord. As we are about your business, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. You can come, you can sow your seed. Let's do so cheerfully in thanksgiving. And then we will continue this time of worship together. So then right there where you are, if you've come to the front, those of you who are still seated, let's just stand to our feet. And then let's worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's worship Him. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you'd like to help Kevin and Chantel reach and impact this generation, thank you in advance for sharing this episode with your world. If you have enjoyed Dominion today, follow Kevin and Chantel on Instagram, Facebook, and your favorite podcast platform, or connect with them online at dominion.org.za.